1: The Capitals wrap up a long road trip in Arizona tonight. Looking back on the night that was for Alex Ovechkin in Las Vegas and Tarek El-Bashir from The Athletic joins us here in Glendale. Good morning, everybody. It is Friday, April 22nd. Welcome to Caps This Morning here on Caps Radio 24-7 presented by Clear the Faster Way in the Capital One Arena. On today's show, we take a look back At the game in Vegas, the 50-goal plateau again for Alex Ovechkin and the state of the team with one week left in the regular season with Tariq El-Bashir from The Athletic, who's on the trip out west following the Caps. All right, hanging out here in Glendale with Tarek El-Bashir on this Friday as the Capitals and the Arizona Coyotes go head-to-head tonight. Got to look back to Vegas, and again, the subject that never gets old, never gets tired, and it always is unbelievable to me what Alex Ovechkin has been able to do. Now back to the 50-goal plateau for the ninth Time. He does it in Vegas. He does it at the scene of his greatest triumph back in 2018 and now tied with Mike Bossy and Wayne Gretzky. It is nothing short of phenomenal. At the age of 36, there is no sign of slowing down here. If you look at the way he plays now compared to six, seven, eight years ago,
0: you know, he doesn't have the hand skill or the wheels maybe that he did when he was burning Roman Hammerlick to the outside and then crashing into Carey Price. He doesn't do that anymore. But as long as he's got that shot, As long as he's got that release, and as long as he's got that mentality, that dogged, I'm going to beat you mentality, he's going to be putting up 40 to 50 goals. I mean, I can see him doing this again next year. As long as he's got that shot. And the thing that I've noticed, having covered Ovi since his uh, rookie season, and you've seen this too, John, is when he gets close to those big numbers, when he gets close to 40 or 50 or, when he gets close to those big round numbers or any sort of a milestone, he ramps it up even more. And that's crazy to think that a guy who's already going 10 tenths, he finds another gear. I mean, you could feel from the first period, this guy's gonna score at least one, if not two. Oh, there's one. Oh, there's another breakaway. Oh, he just barely missed that one. And then bam, there's number two, there's 50. It's like, I didn't even have like a story formulated in my head. And I'm like, oh, now I got to write something good. The pressure's on me now to come up come up with a new angle. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it's just, it's so fun to, to get a front row seat to this history. I mean, I joke with people that we get kind of milestone fatigue when you're around this team all the time, because it just seems like every day someone's getting a thousand games or a thousand points or, but in the grand scheme of things, we are so, so lucky as hockey fans, as hockey broadcasters, as hockey writers to get to see this and see it up close and then ask Alex and you know what sorry to go off on a tangent here but you know I was so amped up over the 50 goals I forgot to ask him about declining a penalty
1: yes the penalty is declined (laughs) I've
0: never seen a hockey player do that I don't know maybe he thought he was gonna get fined because it looked like it might have been a little bit of a dive I, I don't know getting back to the goal scoring exploits I mean don't take it for granted, people. He's not going to be doing this forever. Enjoy every second of this chase for Wayne Gretzky. I mean, it's going to be magical. It's going to be amazing. And honestly, I think he's going to end up with like 920 goals, and which is a good thing because Austin Matthews is... <laughs> going to be hot on his heels in about five or six years. See,
1: here's the crazy thing to me, because you get this question in interviews, and I get this question in interviews. People say, can he get to 895? Can he get there? And a couple of years ago, I said, you know what? Yeah, he could, but, you know, the health and history, and can he get back to 50 and all of that? And now as we sit here in Arizona, and you've still got a handful of games left before it's all over this season, you are at a point where in the first half of the season, next year, passing Gordy Howe, 800 goals and double digits away from Gretzky. That is in this calendar year, assuming he has good health in the first three months of next season.
0: John, we're talking about before the All-Star break, he's going to be number two. Yes. He's. I mean, I remember someone very close to him telling me back when we were all wondering if he could keep this up, going, hey, Tarek, don't forget, number two is a big number two. Like, you know, if he, gets, if he gets second place, that's huge no one's talking about that anymore it's that's almost a guaranteed and now it's how quickly can he get to Wayne and how far can he pass him by you know I was looking at some of the numbers today I mean two big years he can do it three okay years by his standards he'll do it four years which is what the remainder of his contract at a at 28 something goals and he's done it He's going to blow by Wayne Gretzky if he stays healthy. And it wouldn't surprise me. I mean, look, you don't want to look into the crystal ball and try to predict the future. There's so many things going on in the world. But I could see him pulling a Yarmer Yager and just doing that one year, one year, one year. You know, Just keep going, get to July or August, see how the legs feel, see how, what the wife's talking about, and sign another extension. He could play seven, eight, nine more years and just keep
1: building on his legacy. Wouldn't that be amazing if amazing. that is the way that it went down. Let's refocus on the team here a little bit as they come down the stretch. The road trip wrapping up tonight here in Arizona, home for Toronto, and a game on Sunday. The final games here. This team, especially in Denver, and even in a losing effort in Vegas, I see a 200-foot game that looks like playoff hockey to me starting to materialize. We'll get to goaltending in a minute. That's obviously an issue. But as for everything else, defensively, tenacious D, getting the offensive contributions from a number of different players, the middle six starting to contribute, there's a lot to like about this team as they head toward the postseason. You know, the kind of barometer that I always look for with with
0: these veteran-laden Capitals teams are the second effort plays. Are guys diving after pucks? Are guys gapping up with playoff intensity when a guy's carrying the puck down the wing or are they just kind of backing up and sort of half-heartedly swinging their stick at it? These guys have ramped it up. I don't know what was said, whose feelings got hurt in that, <laughs> that players only meeting. But since that meeting, John, they are six one and one against some of the best teams in the league, including the best team in the league. I mean, whatever was said, you know, maybe they had to consider player only meetings every Sunday morning, every Monday morning. Just have a little gathering and I kid, but it, it's it really is. You look at the month of April and it's before the meeting and after the meeting and whatever was said, it was the right message, it was on point, and it got everyone dialed in because how many times have we seen in the past this team coasts through the last two or three weeks, they know they got a playoff spot, they don't really care about where they're seated, then they kind of clumsily fumble around in the dark looking for that proverbial switch, and they can't find it, and before you know it, they're down one nothing or two nothing in the series, and then the pressure's on. The idea, You look at the teams that do well, I mean, I know in 2018 it didn't go according to script, but typically the team that goes deep, the team that wins the championship, comes out playing the type of hockey the Capitals are playing right now in Game 1. So I like what I see. I know we're going to get to goaltending in a second. I don't like what I see there, but
1: every other facet of the Capitals game seems to be on point right now. Everything about this team, with what you just said, it all comes down to whether or not the last line of defense can stop the puck. And Ilya Samsonov still has a save percentage well under 90. A sequence at the beginning of the third period that if he makes two saves, the Capitals win in Vegas and they look really good doing it. Vitek Vanacek has had his struggles. You can't have soft goals in the playoffs. You can't be allowing the goal that you want to have back, quote unquote, can't happen every game. And with Ilya Samsonov, it's happening every game, even when he won in Denver. The Nachushkin goal wasn't good. Two goals in the third period against Vegas. He makes athletic saves. His goaltend style is unique, to say the least, lunging with blockers and all of that. But this right now is a concern. If the Capitals solve it, they can go deep. If they don't, they probably won't. Is it that simple? Yes, it
0: really is. And anyone who's played this game or, or watched this game for a long time, knows the impact that a soft goal has on a team. You can see it in the way they play after that goal goes in. You can see it in their expression as they go back to center ice for the face-off. They're all, you know, shoulder slumped. Uh-oh, here we go again, especially if it's been a habit for a goaltender. And then all of a sudden, they're playing more conservatively. They're not pushing the pace. They're not being as aggressive as probably they want to be in all three zones because they know they you got to slink back a little bit just in case the goalie has another oopsie. And there's been far too many of those for Ilya Samsonov. And look, they've given him every opportunity to seize this job. And and he hasn't done it to this point. And by not getting a veteran goaltender at the deadline, and there really weren't many big names out there. I mean, you look at Marc-Andre Fleury. He didn't want to come to Washington. After that, it's a bunch of dudes, right? It, it was a bunch of guys who were basically what they've already got. And so I think you nailed it. I mean, this team will go as far as one of these two young goaltenders, maybe both young goaltenders carry him i mean with just a handful of games left peter Laviolette keeps saying he wants someone to rise up and take the job i'm relatively confident that they're going to go into this playoff the same way they've approached the regular season that he's going to tap someone for game one because he played well in the regular season finale that guy plays until he loses and they go to the other guy and if that guy has a bad goal in the first period the other guy comes out to start the second period it's worked in fits and starts in the past Peter Laviolette's had two goaltenders and gone deep in the playoffs, so it's not impossible. My issue is the impact that it has on the game, the impact it has on on the way you play when you know you have a goaltender who has confidence problems right now.
1: The playoffs, and it almost doesn't matter if the Capitals win, the Capitals lose. There's so many external factors here on who they might Face. Tristan Jari doesn't look like he's going to be playing regular season hockey for Pittsburgh. Who knows about round one? The opportunity to jump up. The Capitals have already caught him in standings points after their point in Vegas. So there's some upward mobility that wasn't there maybe even 10 days ago. Then you've got Carolina and the Rangers in a dead heat. Banged up. Another starting goaltender who's at the top of his game right now.
0: So you're right. I mean, the Capitals, and this sounds like a cliche, but I've seen it throughout this year they need to worry about themselves you know the records go out the window in the postseason anyway you know you can go oh they played Carolina tough well it's not going to matter in the playoffs it's a different no other sport John you know this changes from the regular season to the postseason the way hockey does it's almost like two different games it's officiated differently it's coached differently the intensity is different Everything about it—it it, it really is. It's like watching two different leagues, yeah. and it's amazing how quickly it changes. It—you—you you watch a loosey goosey game, eighty-two, and then two days later, it's this tight checking. Everyone's killing everyone against the boards, fighting for every single inch on the ice. Different game, I think. And it is, some people have kind of ridiculed me for this. I think Florida might be a good matchup for the Capitals. I mean, I don't disagree. Yeah, I—I I mean, it, it's a—it's going to be. I don't want to say low pressure, but there's not, a lot, not going to be a lot of media pressure. There's not going to be a lot of people covering that series, not a lot of interviews and other things going on. Florida's putting up a lot of goals. They're giving up a lot of goals. They've got a long and sordid history of not performing in the postseason and people always go oh it's a new team it's a new team it doesn't what happened in the years past you know what it does he's history too with the Caps. yeah with with the capitals and just with the playoffs i mean he's he's like sub 900 if i'm not mistaken in the postseason he's not very good in the playoffs and that kind of stuff is gonna they're like gonna be anvils on his shoulders as the national anthem is being sung for game one he's gonna feel good he's gonna go out there and then he's gonna go oh this team hasn't been very good since 1996. Oh, I haven't been very good since forever, and it's it's it, that pressure is it's going to constrict around his neck. And I, I think you know the Capitals they, they got all these veterans who've had success. I mean this team still has a bunch of champions on it. They know how to do it. So again I've I've gotten a little heck from people I've been talking to online saying oh you're crazy Florida's is going to no I I think Florida might be the matchup. I'm scared of the Rangers. Igor Shosturkin is insane. I don't want to see him in the playoffs. Carolina. I feel like the game this the series would be so physical and, and nasty that even if you did survive it, they're gonna take a chunk out of you for that next round. If you can get if you can get Florida and you can get by them in six or seven, I think you still have some some juice for round two. So again, you don't want to look too far ahead, but and selfishly, I love Fort Lauderdale.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it is all about Tarek's travel plans. Tarek El Bashir from the Athletic Joining us here on this Friday, the Caps and the Arizona Coyotes here at Gila River Arena tonight at 10.30 Eastern. Hear the game anywhere on Caps Radio 24-7. Heard for free at CapsRadio247.com. Have a great weekend, everybody. For the latest on the Capitals and hockey news around the clock. Let's go,